Welcome to episode five of Messy Action, a podcast about transforming through travel. Today's guest is Laura Erickson, and Laura is so inspiring. She created a business just about a year and a half ago, a group travel business, and it is already booming. She has sold out trips. Every one of them is sold out and she's already adding new trips. She's hiring on um, more of her team members. So I'm just, I'm very excited for her. In this episode, we talk about a lot of my favorite topics. Um, Of course, transforming through travel and its growth, its growth power, you could say. Um, We talk about post-traumatic growth through traveling, which is a very interesting topic. And yeah, I just had a lot of fun talking with her. So I hope you enjoy. And after you listen to this episode, make sure you go and check out everything that Lara has to offer. So yeah, I was looking at your... um, your website and I love what you're doing. It's actually something that I want to to do eventually in my business. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a travel coach? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a travel coach okay. and I, I eventually want to host like retreats and do trips all over the world that involve coaching. And yeah, so I think we've already... Cool. We're aligned in that way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, let's start with an introduction first. Um, So this is Laura. Laura and I are both part of a transformational travel coach networking group, and that's how we met. Um, And yeah, Laura, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, I live in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, um, but I'm also a part-time digital nomad. I would say I am here probably 75% of the time, and then 25% of the time I'm all over the world, Um, and I own a group travel tour company, so I take people on group trips around the world. Um, I mainly focus on like off the beaten path destinations and like culturally immersive experiences um, and I'm very pra- passionate about transformative travel. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> what um, what got you into this business and and travel and kind of doing it more intentionally? Um, I mean, do you want the long story or the short story? <laughs> uh, you know, whatever you want to give. You can do the long. <laughs> we got time. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I worked in higher education for 14 years before I quit my job um, in 2021, um, and I loved what I did, uh, but I got to a point where it just, I think when the pandemic happened, like a lot of people, um, it just didn't feel in alignment with me anymore. Um, I wanted to be able to travel more than I already was, and I was traveling quite a bit, but it just didn't feel like enough for me. I wanted like freedom of being able to like work where I wanted, when I wanted. Um, I, I wanted to start a business. It was something I kind of always wanted to do. I just didn't quite know how and didn't necessarily want to take that like full leap of faith to go out on my own. 
Um, and I also got a divorce about five years ago. So I would say when I got divorced, that was a major life shift for me as well. I decided um, after I got divorced that I was going to travel more. I had traveled a lot before I was married. Um, I lived in Spain a couple of times. Um, and I found when I was married, we just kind of did the same things every year. We went to Mexico, sat on the beach, did all that kind of stuff, like, which is great, but like, it's the same thing over and over. Um, wasn't necessarily like experiencing a lot of new things. And so I decided when I got divorced, I was going to make a very conscious effort to explore new places and see new things and not repeat the same trips over and over. So I actually like banned myself from going to Mexico for a while. I was like, no more Mexico, no more beach vacations. Like if you're going somewhere, it has to be somewhere you've never been. Um, and for the most part, I followed that. Um, now that I have my company, I do go to Mexico City with my groups, but Mexico City is a little bit different than mm -hmm. sitting on a beach. Um, and so, you know, yeah, that's kind of like how I got started. I decided that I wanted to do something different, figured out kind of what I wanted to do. And last, let's see, I guess it, now it's been over a year. So it's 20, um, fall 2021, I put in my resignation, quit my job and just went like full speed into my business. Um, and so, like I said, it's been about a year, almost a year and a half that I've been doing this and the business is growing. Um, it's definitely more than one person can handle. So I'm looking at hiring. I already have freelancers, but um, looking at hiring a more permanent position within my company. So yeah, it's, it's, it's taken off very quickly. Wow, that's so exciting. Um, that's I love that story. Yeah. Um, you know, people, my mom's a, a teacher or she was, she's retired now, but um, she, you know, people would always be like, Oh, well, you get you have like the best schedule because you get three months to travel or whatever. Um, but now that she's retired, she's actually traveling more than ever, which I'm like, Oh, that brings me so much joy for her. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you said that you do like off the beaten path kind of tours in your business. What, um, mm -hmm. like, give me an example of somewhere that you go. Yeah. And we don't, we don't do anything like crazy, but, um, when I say off the beaten path, I mean, it's generally not like the most popular trips in the world. Like we're not going to like Italy and Greece and, you know, some of those like known hotspots that everybody wants to go to Paris, London, you know, mm -hmm. Madrid, like all of those, the obvious like European choices. Um, I don't really do any of that. And not because those places aren't great. Um, but because I believe one, I don't like over tourism and I don't like contributing to it. And I just believe there are so many like amazing places in the world that deserve the tourism and the attention that all of these other places get. So um, you know, a couple of examples would be like Colombia, um, Turkey, Morocco, um, I've done Mexico City, I do that every year, um, I'm working on Cuba. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just like taking people to these places that maybe they're curious about, but like are a little bit nervous to go to on their own. Maybe they're a little harder to navigate, like Morocco can be a little tricky on your own. Um, Cuba is one in particular that's obviously very difficult to do on your own. And also places that like maybe in particular women don't feel safe traveling in, but mm -hmm. still want to go. So just because maybe you 
question whether or not a place is safe to go on your own doesn't mean you shouldn't go. A lot of times these places are perfectly safe. You just maybe should go with a group or sometimes it's just like a complete myth. Like Colombia, of course, things can happen in any place in any country. I always tell people that you're not like guaranteed safety anywhere you are ever. Mm -hmm. Um, But Colombia, like I feel like it's gotten such the such a bad reputation for like what happened in the the seventies and you know the whole like narcos has obviously brought like attention to Colombia and so people just you know that's what that's the image that they have in their mind and that's like the furthest from reality of what it actually mm-hmm. is like it's a country that's completely recovered from being like the drug capital of the world and now it's 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 completely recovered and it's a beautiful place and I think people don't realize that because of what they see on TV. I know. I was actually, I think I was talking to my dad about it, and he um, came home from talking to, I think they were family friends whose kid was going to go to Columbia, and they were like, you can't go to Columbia. It's it's cocaine-ridden and all this crime. And I was <laughs> like, whoa, 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 hold up. Like, it's changed a lot. Like, do some more research. It's actually, like, a top destination now, I feel like, and... Yeah, I, I like that you're kind of bringing more awareness to those countries that do have a bad rep and show people like, hey, it's actually an amazing place and let's let's go like connect with those people and bring some money into their um, into their country. So I love that. Yeah, a lot of these places like thrive on tourism. And so especially after COVID, you know, Morocco, I went last um, February to Morocco and they had literally just opened like i think a week after they opened the the doors to tourism again after covid i was there um and they were so incredibly grateful because they hadn't had tourists like literally in you know probably two years almost um and so they were just they're like desperate for people to visit their countries and you don't have to worry about like people going to Paris, like they're always going to go there, but there's these places that need it just as much. And um, these people like live, some of these places, like they live off of tourism. And so if they're not getting the the dollars from tourism, like then they're really, really struggling. So I try to, to share the wealth. And like I said, I don't, I don't like over tourism, which for those who don't know, that's just like too many people in one place essentially. Um, and social media, I think, contributes unfortunately to a lot of that where people see a place and then they decide they want to go there and the next thing you know there's just like mobs of tourists standing around all looking at the same thing and you know taking selfies and not really experiencing like where they're actually at Mm -hmm. and so going to these um, less populated countries also like allows you to feel immersed in a culture because you're not surrounded by a bunch of tourists Mm -hmm. I know we are tourists but at the same time like for me personally I want to be around locals. I want to be doing things with locals, seeing locals, looking at how they live, like eating with them. I don't want to be around a bunch of tourists because then you don't really get the sense of like where you are. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot more people are wanting those kinds of experiences. And um, I think there's just been like an uptick of, of companies and businesses that are bringing people to yeah, those kind of less touristy spots. Yeah, for me, it's like, if you're going to go to a country, why don't you want to experience it in in its purest form? You know, I always hear about people going to um, 
for example, Jamaica, and I have no problem with Jamaica. I've never even been there, so I can't even say what it's like. But I think a lot of people can't say what it's like because they never leave their resort when they go there. Mm. And so, you know, when people tell me like, oh, I went to Jamaica and I'll be like, well, what did you do? Well, we never really left our resort because it's not really safe. And it's like, well, then why were you in Jamaica if you never felt safe leaving the confines of the resort like and you were just sitting on a beach and you know drinking cocktails whatever like Mm -hmm. did you really experience that culture um and I just think a lot of times people are in these bubbles when they visit places especially when you're doing like all-inclusives or cruise ships like you're never really leaving like the safety of you know the dock or the resort you know And, and a lot of that is I think contributed to you know the resorts and cruise ships like just telling people it's not safe so that they're staying in their bubble mm-hmm. but are you really experiencing a place if you're not kind of branching out and and immersing yourself into the culture yeah I um my family and I actually went on a cruise I think I was 15 at the time and we've all had a general consensus of that'll be our first and last cruise <laughs> um But we went to we went to a few spots. One of them was Jamaica. Another was Haiti. And I remember being in Haiti and like you literally couldn't cross a line if you were on like the tour on the uh, cruise ship group because they didn't want, you know, I'm sure it was some sort of liability, but they didn't want you going like into the country. And I, I guess it was for like dangerous reasons but I remember just looking around being like this is so bizarre like we're over here with like cocktails and going on jet skis and like lounging and then like right on the other side of this like imaginary line was just like poverty and trash and like it was just like such a stark contrast and yeah it it was it's just like eye-opening to like oh I don't want to be that person that's like living on the other side of the line yeah you know and I think what people don't realize is they go to these countries and very little to none of their tourist dollars are actually going to that country they're going to like a cruise company instead Mm -hmm. or a resort um and like you can literally like you cross the, the street and like you said you go from people um having all-inclusive buffets and unlimited cocktails and then on the other side of the road people don't have clean water Mm -hmm. um and so yeah there's just like this huge discrepancy of people i think not being aware of where they really are and like kind of turning a blind eye to like what actually is happening in that country and you know sometimes i say like you know travel isn't always pretty um and i don't mind that like you know i love anthony bourdain for that reason like i think like going to a country and seeing it for what it really is like there's nothing wrong with that and just because it's your vacation doesn't mean you have to spend it living in luxury necessarily you know i think there's i was just watching a netflix um i think it's called the dark tourist um it was interesting because like the first episode was two of my trips it was columbia and mexico city and i was like this is me i just didn't have a label for it apparently i'm a dark tourist but (laughs) i love that stuff like i think it's interesting to like see a country for what it really is and like see its history and like see the good and the bad and appreciate all of it because um to me travel isn't just about seeing the the pretty things it's also just like experiencing the reality of a country cuba is going to be i'm going in march um cuba i think will be very eye opening cuz 
whenever I ask somebody like if, um, how Cuba was and they say they didn't like it, when I ask them why, it's almost always the same thing. It's like, well, everyone's really poor. And so I didn't really like being around that when I was on vacation or like, I didn't like seeing that on vacation, you know? So it's like, well, then maybe Cuba isn't the right place for you because that's the reality of like where, where that country is at. So, mm -hmm. you know, when people tell me they want to go to Cuba and I ask what they want to do and they say they want to sit on a beach and sip mojitos, I'm like, yeah, you're not going to the right place. Like one, you can't do that. Um, it's not allowed, but I mean, not in its entirety anyway, like you can't, you have to go there and like actually support the Cuban people, mm -hmm. which I think is an amazing thing. Yeah. Like, um, that's something I believe in anyway, is like supporting the local economy and, um, doing like real local authentic things anyway. So to me, like Cuba is a perfect place for, for my business. It aligns a lot with my values. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Your, yeah, your business is like just hitting like all of the same values as me, um, you know, with, in terms of like wanting to experience the culture and like add to the culture and, you know, help the economy and not just like have one of those, yeah, like you said, sipping mojitos on the beach kind of vacation, just super important. Right. Which like, you know, and, there's nothing wrong with, I, I like mojitos. I like sitting on beaches. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And if somebody wants to do that for a whole vacation, like more power to them, there's different reasons to travel. And I'm not knocking people who, who want to do that. It's just like, I think just thinking about like where you're going to do that. Like mm -hmm. you could do that in Florida. Yeah. Like you don't need to go, you don't need to like fly all the way to, you know, the Dominican Republic at, just to just to sit on a beach you could you could do that in a lot of places so um just asking yourself like when why you're going to a place like what are you going to do there and are you doing anything to contribute and give back or are you just kind of taking mm -hmm. do you want to go into your your story your you know whatever you decided you wanted to talk about today yeah um you know I thought about like I have a billion travel stories obviously <laughs> but I was thinking about kind of the one that um, really like got me to, to start my business. Um, and we'll, we'll see, I guess, I guess where the story takes us, yeah. but um, <laughs> you know, like I mentioned, I, I went through a divorce in 2017. Um, not a great time in my life, but I, I always say like divorce changed me for the better. Um, I'm better for it. You know, I got over it, but one of the things that really helped me get through it was traveling. Um, but I had, you know, then COVID comes around. So 2020 rolls in, we all know what that year was like. Um, everybody experienced it in different ways, but I think we all kind of had some commonalities. I personally was in isolation cause I live alone. And so, um, I was, I actually was on my way to Cuba, um, in March of 2020, I will literally be going to Cuba like three years to the day, um, oh, wow. this year from when I was on my way. So spoiler alert, didn't make it. Um, I was on my way to Cuba. I got to Miami, my ex-boyfriend, um, boyfriend at the time lived in Miami. And so we were going to Cuba together. So I got to Miami, um, on my way, like things were kind of going South with, um, the pandemic schools were starting to close. Like everything was kind of shutting down. And so I was like, okay, I really want to go on this trip, but I feel like this is not a good decision. And when I contacted people in Cuba, of course, they're a little bit 
more, you know, remote and removed from what's going on in the rest of the world. I was like, you know, things are kind of going bad here. I think we're probably not going to be able to come like, you know, what's the cancellation policy, whatever, you know, they, they said it was fine. They're like, this is, you know, it's going to blow over anyway, didn't end up going to Cuba, um, which I was really, really devastated over. But when I got home from that trip, I ended up staying in, in Miami for 10 days instead of going to Cuba, um, got home and my college was closed. Like my, all my stuff had been like moved home and I was working remote like the day I got home and I worked remote for, for months after that. So just extreme isolation, um, couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. And then on top of that, I went through a breakup. So, um, most of 2020 was dealing with like just the aftermath of a breakup, feeling devastated and not being able to travel, which was kind of my main thing. I really like love to do is travel. And so, um, I remember going to counseling and my, my counselor was like, well, you know, you need to surround yourself with all the things that you love to do. And I'm like, I love to travel and I can't go anywhere and I'm sitting alone in my house. This is awful. Um, so anyway, like towards the end of 2020, my ex-boyfriend wanted to reconcile with me and he asked me to go to Mexico. And around that time, you know, things were starting to open up a little bit. People were going to Mexico couldn't really go to other countries outside the US, but Mexico was definitely allowing tourism. So um, we planned a vacation for like two weeks later, um, met him in Tulum. And like the first night on our vacation, he told me he was dating somebody. Oh man. And we were, we were there for a week. <laughs> so I was literally like, why am I here? <laughs> this is dumb. Wow. Um, I was, yeah, it was awful. I was completely, completely devastated after that. Like I was already devastated from a bad breakup. And then the guy drags me back in and then brings me to Mexico and dumps me on a beach. Night one. So oh my gosh. I was like, when I say I was traumatized, like I'm not exaggerating. I literally had what I call travel PTSD. I don't know if that is a thing, but for me it was like, I went from all I could think about was travel. All I ever did was look at travel make lists about travel, dream about travel, look at flights, whatever. I went from that to like, don't even talk to me about travel. Like I'm not looking at anything. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not stepping on a plane. Like I don't even want to think about it. And that went on for months. Um, and I was like, I was so upset that like the thing I loved the most had become like the thing I dreaded the most, honestly, it was horrible. Um, and again, I was going to counseling at the time and I had been doing like a lot of reading and I went to my, my therapist one day and said, okay, I have this crazy idea. I've been reading about how people who have PTSD, like part of um, getting over that horrifying experience is to kind of go back to this scene of the crime, if you will, um, and relive it. And so like, that's what people do when they're recovering from like, you know, war, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I know like, this isn't as extreme as war. I'm not saying that. Um, But I, I was like literally traumatized from this experience. And so I'm like, I don't know how to get over this other than to like just force myself back into it. And so um, the holidays were coming up. This is again, end of 2020. So really like family gatherings weren't encouraged. I didn't want to see anybody. I was just so horribly depressed and anxious. And so I, I asked my counselor what she thought about me going back to Tulum by myself doing the exact same trip again and just like reliving it. Cause I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I feel like he's ruined Mexico for me. He's ruined travel for me. Like I can't allow this. And she's like, I think it's an amazing idea. Like do it. So I made a plan. 
like booked a flight, went to Mexico by myself and, um, I stayed in a really cool hostel with a giant room because nobody was traveling. Um, nice. <laughs> it was really, inex <laughs> yeah, like, oh my gosh, pandemic travel was for me the best travel because there was just nobody anywhere and everything was really, really cheap. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like stayed in a great place and um, made friends with a bunch of girls, had an amazing time, went home, like felt a little better. And then I was like, okay, I need to... I'm back and like addicted to travel again. I need to go somewhere else. So I had wanted always to go to Columbia. Um, it was high on my list. I didn't want to go alone because, you know, everyone says Columbia is not safe for women, but I was going to go alone. My friend was like, you absolutely are not allowed to go to Columbia by yourself. Like that is just not, I'm not allowing it. So I signed up with a group travel company, very similar to mine. Um, and I was super excited to go on this trip. It kind of had, a, it kind of fit the bill of everything I wanted to see in Columbia and then they canceled it because of COVID. Mm. So then again, super devastated, still want to go to Columbia, don't want to go alone. So I found a girl on a Facebook group who I had chatted with. Um, we actually met in like a great, a, a breakup support group. This is oh, embarrassing cool. to be telling people, but, <laughs> but we broke, we got dumped on the same day. So we bonded over it. Um, and we had chatted and she liked to travel. And so I was like, Hey, I am looking to go to Columbia. I had this trip planned, fell through. I still want to go. Um, and she was like, yeah, I'll go with you. She's like, I don't know where Columbia is, but I'll go. <laughs> and I was like, I'll plan the whole thing. Like I have it all planned out in my head. You don't have to do anything. You just get to show up. I'll take you through Columbia. And she was like, sure. So she totally trusted me. We met in an airport somewhere in the US. I don't remember where. Um, and we went to Columbia and it was an amazing trip. Um, had such a good time. And when we got back, like, you know, she was like, well, this was awesome because I got to see all of these really cool things. We got to do all of these really cool, like culturally immersive experiences. And she's like, and I didn't have to plan anything. Like I really just got to show up. And so that's really where like I got the idea for my business. I had told her, you know, this is kind of what I'm thinking of doing. Like, do you think that's something that other people would want to do? And she was like, absolutely. So that's kind of the idea of my business. It was born out of a trip to Columbia where I just didn't feel safe going alone and was willing to kind of do the planning for other people to make it easier for them. So they'd come with me essentially. Um, and so after that, I really like seriously started to plan my business um, and got like a business coach and um, months later, like I wasn't planning to quit my job, but um, once I kind of in my mind decided that I was starting this, I couldn't, have a foot in both worlds mm -hmm. essentially um i thought i could but it was it just became very clear that it needed to be one or the other and um i was like i i'm 39 at the time i was 38 i was like i'm not gonna like sit here and wonder what if you know like what would have happened if i would have actually like followed my dreams started a business and just kind of went for it so yeah i i put in like 30 days notice and said peace out to my job and that's kind of where my my business started. I my first trip, group trip was a week after I quit my job to Mexico City for Day of the Dead, and I only brought four women who were all my friends. Um, bless their hearts because they trusted me to plan my first group trip with like this brand new you know made up company, and we had an amazing time. Um, after that it was Turkey, and I had six people. After that it was Vancouver, I had eight people. After that it was. Colombia, I had 10 people. And then my next Mexico City trip um, a year later was full at 14. And my trips have pretty much been, for the most part, ever since. So 
it certainly was not like overnight success like people I think think it looks like from afar it it's it's been a process and a journey but um yeah that guy that asshole sorry <laughs> excuse my French um but he did me a huge favor because quite honestly I don't know if I would be doing this if it weren't for that journey I went through yeah wow I know it's life that's what happens like some shit happens to you and if you if you learn from it take opportunities that come from it you never know what can happen and you created a freaking business out of it <laughs> yeah you know sometimes you have to you know, you know when bad things happen everyone's like i'm sure this was happening for a reason and then you're just like shut up yeah <laughs> yeah shut, shut up, up. <laughs> that's the last the last thing that you want to hear right mm -hmm. um but I do honestly believe it's not what you want to hear, but let's be real. Like it's usually true. Like usually a bad thing steers you in a different direction that maybe you wouldn't have forced yourself to go because you're living in comfort. Um, same thing with divorce, like divorce sucks. There's no like really like, I don't think there's like happy divorces, <laughs> no matter what your marriage is like. I just don't think that's ever like a happy process for anybody. Um, you might be like happy, happier when you're done, but it's just not a happy thing. And I put off getting a divorce for a really long time because I just didn't want to have to like change. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have to move. I didn't want to have to like start over financially. Like it was just easier to stay. And I think like so often in so many things in life, whether it's your job, your marriage, your whatever, like it's just easier to stay stuck mm -hmm. and stay put and not, not change not stretch yourself, not, not do anything that's uncomfortable. Um, but I have, I feel like ever since I've gotten a divorce, like all I do is put myself in uncomfortable situations to see how far I can take it essentially. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, doing the work, it's called work for a reason. Like it's not easy to delve into the traumas and like the PTSD and, you know, all the, all the kind of like dark side of things. It's never fun to delve into it, but you can, you know, especially with count like a therapist or a coach, you know, the right kind of guidance, you can really come out of it this more confident, more self-realized, you know, all of these kind of better, better things, better qualities. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. I was going somewhere <laughs> and I lost, I lost it. Um, but yeah, just kind of tying it back to like, yeah, this shitty thing happened. You're able to grow from it and then create something out of it. Oh, here's where I was going with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's something called... Um, can't remember it it's like it's like kind of the opposite of ptsd it's like post traumatic um transformation or something like that post-traumatic growth it says but that's the yeah, yep, you know, that's it <laughs> um you know one of the things i'm kind of known for is being like chronically single um i'm again i'm 39 i don't have kids I've been divorced five years. I haven't dated anybody since that traumatizing experience. Um, not that I never will, but um, what 
the good thing that's come out of that is it's made me like fiercely independent. Um, I don't need anybody to be, make myself happy essentially. And I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think, I, I think a lot of people, I can't say that. I think a lot of people are very like codependent and like if they were alone, they would be sad and not happy with themselves. And I think being alone and being kind of forced to be alone forces that on you a little bit. Um, a lot of people, like when they get out of a relationship, they look for the next one because um, mm -hmm. they need to find that like external source of happiness. And I told myself I wasn't going to do that. I was just like, nope, like this is it. Like this is this is life's like way of telling me I need to like chill for a bit um, and, and figure myself out. And so again, like that, horrifying experience really in some ways was a gift for me because it's allowed me to be happy being by myself um to be really like comfortable with who I am to someday when I find the right person like be ready for that mm -hmm. and welcome it into my life but not in a way where like I I need somebody like I don't need somebody I want someone to somebody to add to my life but I don't need somebody and um I just think I wouldn't have felt that way had that not happened to me. I probably would have just jumped into like the next relationship and repeated some of the same mistakes and, you know, probably had the same outcome. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, so yeah, I just think like these experiences, it's about like, what are, what's the lesson? Like mm -hmm. when something horrible happens to me or like something goes wrong or not the way I planned, I ask myself now, like, what's the lesson here? Like, what what do I take from this so that next time I'm wiser or more experienced or know what to watch out for. Um, Cause everything that happens, I feel like there's a lesson in it, good or bad. Mm -hmm. So what, what did you do to kind of get to this grow, this post-traumatic growth um, and like <laughs> feeling okay, being on your own and all of that? How did you get to this point? Yeah. You know, and travel has been a huge, huge part of that. I, I always tell people like travel changed my life. It saved my life in a lot of ways. And that's not an exaggeration. Like I, I sometimes like wonder like, would I not, I don't want to say would I be alive if it weren't for travel, but like there's been, I mean, I've had some dark times where like travel really like brought me through the idea of like being able to go somewhere, the idea to be able to escape, to start over, to find myself, whatever it is. Like, travel has really, really, really helped me. And that's because like, I feel like when you're traveling, it doesn't necessarily make your worries go away. It doesn't make your problems go away, but it gives you perspective. It makes you realize like the world is really, really big. Mm -hmm. People have far more problems than you probably do sometimes. And it's made me very like grateful. It's given me a lot of gratitude for like what I have um, and just a lot of perspective for how much worse things could be for me sometimes. Um, and yeah, travel has just really changed my life for the better. Um, and that's where, that's why I believe in like transformative travel and traveling with purpose and intention and going on a trip, like, and being completely open to experiences and trying new things and kind of pushing through fears. Cause I feel like everybody has different fears. Um, for me, it was always like heights. Um, I don't love heights. I'm also like pretty shy, which people don't, people 
who know me never believe that I'm shy, but I'm actually very shy. I'm very introverted. Um, and I have to really like push myself. Like, I think it's like a, I've taught myself to be less shy, but I would say naturally I'm a fairly shy introverted person. I feel like travel has really forced me to break out of my shell, talk to strangers, figure things out when I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'm going. I need directions. I am dining alone and have nobody to talk to. Like, I think it's pushed me in that way. Like I said, I have always had a fear of heights. I feel like for the most part, I've conquered that through travel and just all of the different things that I've done. And what I love with my group trips is that all these people tell me all the time, like what their fears are. They don't like outright just say like, I want to travel because I'm scared of this, but they indirectly will tell me I'm, I'm nervous to travel alone for the first time. I'm nervous to travel with strangers. I'm nervous to leave the country for the first time. I'm scared um, to go paragliding. I hate heights. So I don't want to go in a hot air balloon. I'm not going to eat new foods because, you know, I don't like whatever. I feel like people tell me those things all the time. And then you find that throughout the trip, they're, they're stretching their boundaries a little bit and like challenging themselves to do some different things. And, um, it's, it's awesome to see people transform like on these trips and see how they leave more confident and leave, you know, with new friends and they leave doing things and seeing things that they didn't know that they would do things that they didn't know they were capable of. It's like really cool to be a part of that and to contribute to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's such a, a unique experience to be able to work on your fears in that kind of way with, with you being as kind of their guide. Yeah. And I don't make anybody do something they don't want to do. So I always tell people like, if you don't want to go in a hot air balloon, you don't have to, if you're just like, Nope, not for me, I'm not doing it. I'll say, okay, you don't have to go. I, I will like maybe push just a little bit and be like, Hey, I've had lots of people who are scared of heights and they do it and they don't regret it. I had one girl in my first group she as we're she never said she was afraid of heights. she was completely fine and as we were like lifting off the ground she's like i want out right now like let me out and i was like it's too late like you can't get out now and she's like i want out and i was just like you can't oh my gosh and i was like like maybe this would have been a conversation to have before we left the ground but like now you're stuck and so but like being being like taking her through that and like like coaching her through like literally going up in the air you can't get out like what are you gonna do now like are you gonna sit down and not look over the ledge or are you going to like embrace the fact that you're up in the sky over pyramids in Mexico city and enjoy the beautiful view and say, screw it. Um, and so she was fine. Like once she got up in the air, calmed down, saw where she was, she loved it. It was super fun. She actually signed up for the trip the next year. So, um, uh, but I feel like, you know, just navigating those experiences with people in those situations, like, seeing how they transform themselves through the trip is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you said you worked on your fear of heights through travel. What, what kind of things did you do? Um, I just forced myself to do stuff. So like, um, gosh, I've like, I've gone, I've probably been in like five hot air balloons. So those don't really bother me anymore. Um, I went paragliding in Columbia paragliding a little terrifying um I've done it too yeah. I wasn't I was I was not prepared for like them they didn't tell me like we were taking off and so this guy just started running with me 
and literally ran me off a mountain. Like the zero exaggeration. I, they have a video of me screaming and I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And he just pushed me and I went And you know, if you would ask me to jump off a mountain, I wouldn't do it. But if you got a guy strapped to my back and he's running me off a mountain, like I'm going. So then once you're in the sky, like, what are you going to do? Get down. So, um, then you just accept and embrace like what you're doing and enjoy it. Um, I have zero regrets about doing it. Again, I always usually have like one person that might not want to do it, but most of the people do it and they love it. And they say it's like the best thing that they did. Um, and I think part of that is one, it's just really cool to do something like paragliding in a beautiful place, but also because like people know that they're, they're overcoming their fears. Like everybody's probably a little scared to do things like that for the first time. And mm-hmm. like, I want to go skydiving. That's kind of my like number one, like that terrifies me. Um, I, I want to do it just to like challenge myself, but like, I, I'm going to have to have somebody push me probably. <laughs> I'm sure they do that. Oh. I'm sure they have somebody for that. <laughs> yeah. Like if they're strapped, is it probably the same thing? They're strapped to my back. They're just going to be like, all right, we're going. <laughs> Cause I probably wouldn't jump on my own. So um, yeah, but there's just been a lot of, you know, tall buildings and looking down over tall ledges and mm-hmm. Like the paragliding is probably more of the extreme. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely helped me. And doing it in a beautiful place makes it easier. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know if I would want to do the same things here necessarily, but doing it doing it over a really cool view, doing it in Turkey, going up in a hot air balloon over Cappadocia is one of the coolest things I've done in my life. Probably nothing I don't think anything is gonna top that in terms of like hot air balloon rides. Um it's pretty dang cool. So. Yeah, I've heard it's inc- incredible and just seeing the pictures, I'm it's on my list for sure. I'll have to come on one of your yeah, trips and Yeah. Turkey I think will probably be uh revived in twenty twenty four, so we'll go back. All right, I'll sign up. <laughs> um All right. I like to do like a little rapid fire um questions for my guests are you ready okay i guess (laughs) okay let me pull it up here okay um all right so just whatever comes to your head first solo travel or group travel depends but group obviously (laughs) yeah (laughs) um what is the first word that comes to mind when i say the word travel Mm, amazing oh i like that (laughs) (laughs) um would you rather travel by train or plane train okay train or car Ooh. um I don't like choosing. <laughs> um, depends where you are. Europe, train, U.S. car. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, and city or country? Do you mean like countryside? Yeah. <laughs> um, I usually do both. I'm not good at choosing. Okay. I usually when I go so- when I go somewhere, I do city and country. Okay. What about um? beach or mountain mountain okay all right we're done with that part (laughs) everyone's gonna think i hate beaches after this podcast 
no one's ever inviting me on a beach vacation ever again. <laughs> I like beaches. They're fine. <laughs> All right. That, this just in, folks. Laura does like beaches, so do invite her on beach vacations. <laughs> I just can't sit still. I like action. <laughs> so I, I was just living in Hawaii for the last three years. And so, you know, oh, cool. beaches galore. And for the first, like six or seven months I yeah I couldn't just go to the beach and like lay out and like chill I was like all right so like what's the activity like are we gonna go surfing are we gonna like play a little like sand game like what are we doing and people are like well we're just gonna like relax <laughs> and what's that <laughs> yeah I know I was like oh okay I'm gonna get bored um but now I've really like leaned into it and just like enjoyed like the quiet time and like reading or like maybe even like meditating so I'm sure you're if you had the opportunity to embrace the chilling on the beach you probably could yeah if I had the time for that definitely sounds great <laughs> relaxing sounds great right I know um, okay so some these are not rapid fire so no okay yeah, don't worry um, I actually think I gave you these questions before. Yeah, I think you okay. did. Um, what are the top three things that you always travel with? Um, battery pack, always. Always charging. Um, I'm always taking photos and filming, so I'm always charging. Um, my phone, because it's my camera. Mm -hmm. It's my map. It's everything. Um, you said three to five, so I wrote down five. Okay. I'm going to cheat. Um, crossbody, like a crossbody bag for like hands-free travel. Um, Birkenstocks. Oh. They're like the best, they're the best footwear, but comfortable footwear in general is key. And then, um, I love like sand cloud towels. Mm. I use it for when I go to the beach um you can use it for swimming you can use it for showering you can use it for a pillow you can use it for a blanket I'm you'd think I'm getting paid to say this but I just love them <laughs> no I have one too I love it too I get it <laughs> I have like five I'm an addict I give them out for gifts <laughs> oh <laughs> well here's my address no I'm just kidding <laughs> um do you have any travel or like personal development books that you recommend <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have, I have a lot of I I do audiobooks because um, I like to multitask. Again, can't sit still. But I, as far as travel, like I'm really into like flight deals and stuff. So like Scott Keys, he's the founder of um, Scott's Cheap Scott's mm. Cheap Flights, which actually just got rebranded. Um, but he wrote a book about a year ago called Take More Vacations. Um, which his philosophy is like mine, which is just like traveling. Like if you want to have cheap travel, like being open-minded to where you're going and that will find you cheap travel versus like, I need to go here on this day. Like that's going to make it much more difficult to find like uh, travel deals. Mm -hmm. um, the obvious choice, eat, pray, love. I think that's a good, a good travel classic right now. I'm listening to, um, Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. I love oh, Anthony nice. Bourdain. And then for personal development, I mean, I, I try to do at least one a month. I just read a book called Oversubscribed, which I loved. And then anything by Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah, I love her. She's always, yeah, always a winner. <laughs> uh, 
Um, what is your favorite place to travel to? I know I hate this question, so I know <laughs> I don't people know why ask I ask me. People. I'm. I bet I get asked this like five times a week. Um, I don't have. I don't have a favorite anything in life. Like I, I don't like making decisions. So I don't like choosing between things. I would say like, I love generally when I go to a country, like you said, like I go to the big city, but then I also explore the countryside and I love like the quaint little cities. And I feel like I find one in every country that I love. Um, for me, it's like in Portugal, I love Sintra mm. um, and like Obidos in Turkey. I love Cappadocia in Colombia. I love Guatapé outside of Medellin. Um, and I'm obsessed with the Sahara Desert, like literally obsessed. Um, that was that was great. I, you did great on that question. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Not choosing. Yeah. Um, what is your well? Do you know any other languages? Yeah, I actually have a bachelor's in Spanish, um, and I lived in Spain twice, so I speak, I better speak Spanish, um, and then I know, like, an embarrassing amount of Portuguese. I took a semester of Portuguese in college, and I started, I, I end up, like, mixing up my Portuguese and Spanish, so I just kind of gave up on trying that, but someday I'd like to pick it back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, well, speaking of Portugal and Portuguese I I'm looking into their like digital nomad visas and yeah um thinking about going there at least like you know starting there and um yeah so I'm like I gotta I gotta brush up on I know like a little bit of Portugal from being in Mozambique for a little bit but yeah it's something that I want to get better with too do you use like Duolingo <laughs> I yeah I don't I don't I really have time. <laughs> um, but I've used it before, like when I'm like brushing up or um, I tr I've tried to like learn other languages. But yeah, I just I don't currently have the time for a lot of like extra stuff. But um, yeah, with Portuguese, I know when I went to Portugal a few years ago, I used Duolingo just to kind of brush up. And I, I like to like watch like movies with subtitles and I listen to like music in the language and kind of just have when I'm like going somewhere and wanting to learn I just kind of surround myself mm -hmm. in in the language as much as possible and see what I can absorb through osmosis right <laughs> right well and yeah the, <laughs> you'll just come out fluent the, oh, I wish the the I mean the best way to learn a language is to be in the country trying to right. speak it yep, yeah for sure yeah I learn way more in like 10 days in a country than I do like six months trying to study on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Um, what is your next trip you either have planned for yourself or your business? Um, <laughs> my next, my next trip is for both. Um, I mean, it's for my business. I'm going to Cuba in March, which I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is a scouting trip for my next new group trip which I haven't really announced so um I guess I'm announcing it now but <laughs> my my next ooh, <laughs> um my my new group trip for new year's of 2024 is going to be in Havana Cuba um so I'll be going there in March for 12 days I think um and checking it all out and getting content and photos and just trying everything to make sure that it's exactly what I want it to be for my group and then taking a group back in December for the holidays. So it'll be really cool to be there 
I've always wanted, I like spending New Year's in other countries. I just think it's really fun mm. to see how they celebrate. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so fun. All right. You heard it here fo first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this this will come out in like six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was just on a podcast like a few weeks ago and she was like, all right, your, your, your um, episode will go live in June. And I was like, well, that would have been helpful to know because <laughs> this is all irrelevant now, but cool. Well, this will come out probably in two weeks. So okay, quick cool. I, I can deal here. with that. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on my podcast and tell your story and your business sounds so just so inspiring and so unique and life changing. And I'm gonna, you know, I hope everybody goes out and at least checks out Laura's Instagram and website. I'll put all of that in the, the show notes so people can can look into that. Um, is there anything cool. that you wanted to say that you didn't get to? um no I don't think so I feel like we covered it all but yeah if people want to get in touch with me they can always reach out and um hopefully I get to travel with some of your listeners and if nothing else hopefully it just inspires people to think more about travel and like how it can change your life in a positive way mm -hmm. yes good message to end on <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you and definitely keep in touch. Yeah, you too. I'm, I want to hear For all sure. your journeys and and your business and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, cool. All right, talk to you later. Right, bye, Laura. Bye. I hope you liked everything about that episode. And if you did like the episode, then please leave a review and some stars, hopefully five. And if you didn't like it, then please don't leave a review. <laughs> um, you can catch new episodes here on Spotify every Tuesday. And I look forward to you hearing the next one. <laughs>